welcome to this week's episode of the Third Line Podcast here on the Area 51 Sports Network. Uh, today, Liz and I are joined by the number one North American goaltending prospect in the 2022 NHL Draft, Tyler Brennan of the Prince George Cougars. Tyler, how are you doing today? Doing very well. How are you guys? I'm good, Liz. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. It is stupidly hot out in California, so I'm not loving that. But other than that, I'm great. So, Tyler, um, as we mentioned, you are the number one uh, draft prospect uh, for goaltending going into uh, the 2022 entry draft. Uh, can you take us through uh, you know, your season in Prince George this year? I think it was it was a pretty good season. I think there was uh, personally had some ups and downs, but I think uh, you know team had we played really well for a lot of games, and you know I'm, I think uh, throughout the whole year we battled really hard, and then we battled in playoffs, and we got that that playoff experience. We got that uh, little bit of playoff action, so I think that's really good, and I'm really excited for the the future of this team and and the years to come. And your season. You know, you started out as the backup behind uh, Taylor Gauthier, and then he went uh, when he got traded down to Portland. You got that opportunity to be the starter, uh, the starter. So, what was that uh, like getting that opportunity uh, this year? I think it's every every goalie's dream to you know be the starter on a on a team in the WHL, and um, you know I finally got that uh, spot, and you know I, I I made the most of it. You know, it's it's good having more of a, of a workload, and you know I, I enjoyed. Um, you know, playing more of a, the bulk of the games. Um, my first couple of years, you know, wasn't playing a whole lot, and you know, I'm glad that I got a little more games in there. And, you know, I feel like I can contribute more to trying to help the team win. Did Taylor maybe give you any type of advice that kind of stuck with you throughout your your first couple of years? I think I think the biggest thing was just um, you know we battled against each other, even though we're on the same team. We're both battling for. For the net for the time that he was he, he was in Prince George and I think you know just in practice we're both competing for the net and, and we're both pushing each other to be better and, and to get better so I think that was the biggest thing that you know we did for each other I made him better and he made me better in practice and in games and just you know in life as a person we you know he kind of brought me into the league and he you know taught me some things that you know I, I should do and things I should stay away from so um, you know, I think we had a pretty good relationship for the two and a half years I was with them. Just on your part, you know, heading into this draft, uh, have you kind of been like leaning into the media a little bit, or have you just been blocking it out and just playing your your season? I think it's for me. I try not to let you know anything on social media kind of get in my head or affect anything. I just I play how I can play. I help my t- try and help my team win the best that I can, and um, you know things will fall into place. I'm just trying to improve as much as I can throughout the season and help my team win. So can you talk a little bit, um, you got the opportunity to play in the uh, top prospects game this season. So can you talk a little bit about that experience and uh, what it what it's like, uh, you know, to, I guess, play in front of all of these GMs and scouts uh, in, in the actual game itself? I think it was, you know, obviously really good for, um, you know, showcasing myself and and everything, but I think the biggest thing that I could take away from that was, um, you know, I'm practicing and playing against the top players across the country for my for my age group and for this draft class. And I think it was good. I think it was a, a good experience to, you know, kind of play against other players that I haven't seen before, and you know, I, I learned from them, and you know, I could I, I would say I improved a lot for the few days that I was out in, for that game. I guess maybe just going back to that playoff experience. I mean, first year in playoffs 
what was that kind of what was the takeaway from that i guess i think it's you know playoff hockey is a whole different dynamic no one in you know on our team has ever played a playoff game before and there's a lot of guys you know who even on the winter hawks we played that you know haven't experienced playoff hockey and i think it was a whole different dynamic for everybody and i think that um you know, we gained a little bit of playoff experience, and I think that, you know, everyone on my team played well through through the playoffs, and I think that, you know, I, you kind of have a little more added intensity and added energy because it's the playoffs. So I think if we can be able to channel that energy and intensity into the regular season next year, I think, personally, I think if I can do that, I'll have more success. Hearing about other interviews, um, I feel like a common thing that comes up is just how calm you are when you play, both with how you say it how other people kind of observe you. Um, is that kind of something that was natural for you? Is that something that you've had to like learn and adapt? I think it's always been something kind of a strength of mine. I think um, you know, even since I was a kid, I've I've been very calm and, and mature for for my age. And I think that you know, being a goalie, you can't let anything bother you. You kind of just have to to play and you know, don't let anything get to your head. And big thing for me is I learned as a kid, you know. If a puck goes in the net, you can't worry about that one. You got to worry about stopping the next one. You know, trying to be perfect after that. So, you know, I think um, being calm and you know, that's that's a, that's a really big thing for a goalie. And I think that you know, I take I take pride in my on my mental side. Okay, so there are some players who have gone through this uh, draft prospect, um, most notably Ethan Sampson on your team. Uh, have they given you any advice on what to expect? Uh, you know, going into the a uh, big day. I think, yeah, Samson on my team obviously was drafted last year, and I think he kind of talked about it a little bit, and he just said that obviously it's the biggest day of your life, but you know, kind of it's a big thing for you chasing your dream. It's it's a big thing for your life, and um, you know, he he pretty much just said just you know make make the most out of it, and you know enjoy it, have fun, and um, whatever happens in the draft, you just you, know, you take that and you go from there, and then. You do the best that you can to improve and hopefully try and, you know, make that jump to the next level. I didn't really have anything more, you know, draft specific or I guess even playing specific at this point. I feel like, you know, everything that I would want to ask has probably been out there before and you probably heard it a, a thousand times. But I mean, I think the big one for me that you've definitely heard a million times, Tyler, is that, you know, just how did you get your start in hockey and like why why goaltender? I think I started hockey back a long time ago when I, when I was young. I have an older brother who was playing hockey. My family was into hockey, and you know, I started skating at a young age, and then I became a goalie when I was around eight. Um, you know, I tried it a little bit when I was seven, and you know, I really enjoyed it, and I really liked it. And, you know, I, I like being that kind of last line of defense for your team. You, know, you can steal games for your teams, and I think that's the best feeling ever when, when you, can, you, know, you feel like you won the game. Um, you, know, you make big saves for your team, and you help your team win. And I developed that feeling at a young age, and it's, it's stuck with me ever since. Question that we kind of throw at all of the goaltenders that we have on here. Um, it's a little funny if you think about it, if you don't think about it too hard. Uh, but, I mean, you know, there's that stereotypical, you know, everyone says goaltenders are a little weird. Um, are you kind of bought into that? Like, you know, you have to be a little, a little different to want to, you know, be in net, or are you just... No, it's a completely normal thing. Well, I think that, you know, there's the stereotype of, you know, goalies being weird just comes from, you know, your 
water goalies are very superstitious and, you know we do we do the same things all the time and you know we could we can look a little weird compared to the players and everything like that and you know i i take shots coming at my face at you know high speeds for a living so it uh you know i, I can see why people can say that goalies are a little weird and everything but you know i think that um you know i, I don't want to be like everyone else i want to be a little different and if, if that comes with being a little weird i I'll, I'll take that. Now, uh, playing in Prince George, you know, there is one uh, very famous tourist uh, attraction up there. Have you got your photo uh, taken with uh, Mr. PG yet? I actually haven't taken a picture with him, but I do have it uh, on my mask. So that's, uh, that's a big landmark there. So I kind of put that on my mask to, uh, you know, kind of show that I got PG on my, on my helmet. And like, a uh, yeah, you know, uh, even the, uh, I think people are very surprised at how uh, short Mr. PG actually is when they, uh, when they first see him. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, you, you kind of drive by him and you're like, oh my goodness, that's a, it's a nice welcome to Prince George. Right in an interview that you said that, um, in a draft interview question, you said that you wanted to be an eagle uh, because, you know. I mean, obviously flying would be really cool. Is that still, would that still be your answer? Yeah, I think that a lot of people say some other things, but I think, you know, Eagle's the classic one. You can, you know, fly around, you, you know, ever since a kid, you want to be the, the, you can fly around, you can go places. I think that would just be pretty cool in general. Yeah, especially with the price of gas right now, it'd be really convenient. <laughs> exactly. You'd save a lot of money. <laughs> okay, so the other one, this one's a little more fun. Um, it's a little bit longer of, I guess, an answer for you. But if you could choose three teammates to be on your zombie apocalypse team, what three teammates would you go with? Oh, um, I could go with on my team right now, three teammates I would go with. Um, go with Blake Eastman. He's a pretty big guy, so I think he could he could protect me if I, if I need it. Probably go uh, Hudson Thornton, pretty pretty smart guy. So I think he'd be, uh, you know, making sure we got all the tactics down and you know making sure we're doing all the right things. And then uh, say uh, Johnny Hooker, our captain. He's a uh, he's a guy who would you know, keep us in line and make sure we're doing all the right things and we're not you know, goofing off or anything. And then what would your role be? I think that I would kind of, I'd say I'd be I'd be the kind of a mix between them all. I think I could kind of be the head of the operation. I can, uh, I think, kind of watch some movies on that kind of stuff. So I think I know exactly what my tactics would be. And I think that at the same time, I could fight off some, some zombies and apocalypse if I need to. All right. So if any of them go down, you can just slide into that role. You'd be just fine. Yeah, I think I, I, think, I, I think I could hop in. Besides, uh, besides, uh, the captain, Johnny Hooker, I think he's, uh, I don't think anyone could take over his, his role of keeping everyone in check. He's, he, he'd be more the team dad. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, do you think you guys would survive? I think we would. I think just us four, I think we could, I think we could survive for sure. All right. So on the flip side of that, which teammate would be the first to get eaten in a zombie apocalypse? <sighs> um, that'll make you think on these. Uh, I would say, uh, 
I'd say kind of a kind of a clown on our team, Jaron Brinson. I think he, uh, I think he would. He's a little clumsy sometimes, so I think he might trip and fall. I mean, that's probably how I'd go too. So I, I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, he's the yeah, he's the team clown. So. So would it be like him trying to like do something funny, and he just trip and fall, and just like that's it, or would it be yeah, on trip accident, and, trip just and fall, not even break noticing? a leg or something? Yeah, break a leg, trip, fall, and then he's uh, he's toast from there. <laughs> One of the big uh, debates that we have with almost every prospect that we ask is the uh, pizza order. So uh, do you think that the pineapple on pizza uh, is a good combo? And then what is your uh, what is your combo that you always go with? I love pineapple on pizza. I think it's amazing. I think I think it should be normalized with everybody. <laughs> I'm usually my go-to is usually ham and pineapple. That's always, uh, yeah, great choice. Uh, you would be surprised how many uh, people we ask that uh, dislike the uh, the pineapple on the pizza. Oh, I know. Really? I'm always surprised that there's, there's more people who like it. Yeah. And I say that I say that as someone who likes pineapple on pizza, but it always surprises me how many guys actually like are all for it. Yeah, I'm all for it. I love it. So you get back in, uh, you get back in the locker room after a game, or uh, you or you get to take the team out for a team meal. Uh, what are you? What what type of food are you taking them out for? I think we uh, the boys up in uh, Prince George. We love going to Earls after after practice, after games. We're at Earls all the time, so I'd say I'd take them all out to Earls and get something good at Earls. What's the uh, What's the um, order at Earl's then? Uh, depends. I'm usually I, I love getting the dynamite roll at, at Earl's. Yeah, the they got that. You know, they're they have the sushi, which is always a good option. They got lots on the menu. I know that for sure. Yeah, they got they got a lot, but that's always the go to for me. Yeah, and you know, being in uh, Prince George. Where has, you know, this year you, you guys finally got to experience the entire W or the Western Conference, I guess. So uh, what was your favorite spot and which uh, city had the uh, best uh, food? I would say both uh, Victoria. I think it's, you know, it's a cool city. It's, you know, good scenery out there. You kind of have a different uh, travel day with the, with the hopping on the ferry and whatever. And uh, we always got some pretty good food over there. So it's, uh, it's always a fun road trip going there. Now, when you're on the ferry, do you uh, do you hit the uh, white spot? Uh, is that like a must uh, once you get to the ferry? Yeah, it's always a must, and, and you know we've been on the bus for eight nine hours already, so we're all pretty hungry, and you know we gotta wait in the run up there to try and beat the line and get some food. Now, speaking of bus rides, long bus rides, you know in the playoffs you guys played Portland, which meant uh, I think when we looked it up, it was thirteen or fourteen hour drive. So what did you guys end up doing on the bus to kill, you know, half a day, basically? I usually sleep a lot on the bus. I'm, you know, me and a couple of guys are known as the big sleepers. I'll try and sleep for a good amount of it. And then a lot of guys, you know, play cards, watch movies, stuff like that, and just try and kill time as fast as possible. Well, I mean, I was just going to ask, so basically on the day off, like what would a perfect day off look like for you? Uh, I love to golf. I, I think... Going out for a round of golf with a couple of buddies or a couple of teammates, I think would be you know, a nice day off, get some sun, just 
hang out with the guys, have a little fun. So, you know, golfing, who's, uh, who's the player on the team that, you know, you guys have to wait for because they're uh, triple bogeying most of the holes? Uh, I think uh, I golfed with him one time before the season this year. And yeah, Connor Bowie is one of our, uh, one of our 20 year olds and he's uh, his putting game is uh, pretty atrocious. So he's, uh, you know, four putting five putting. So um, usually waiting for him to just put the ball in the hole. Finally. Now, do you ever, uh, do you ever uh, take him to the uh, mini golf course so he can uh, work on his uh, short game? I never did, but I, I feel like that might not be a bad idea for him to, uh, you know, practice that. All right. So, uh, we, we, this is another question we ask all the guys, but who has the best locker room music on the Oh, I don't know. There's, there's a few. I, I don't know. If that's fair. Uh, is there, is there an obvious worst? Um... Uh, it's kind of weird because we kind of uh, there's there's like a three way split between there's some good ones, some good guys with good music, and then there's some guys that just you, I've, I've never heard their taste of music before ever. And then there's you know I wouldn't say that there's any really any bad ones. There's just all kind of got different tastes in music, and you know some guys are big into rap, some are big into country, and you know some guys don't like country in the dressing room and stuff like that. So it's uh. Kind of got a mixed bag on the team. In the locker room, they hand you the cord. What are you? Uh, what are you playing? Oh, uh, I would say if it's if it's on a game day, I'm probably just gonna you know play some maybe some rap, maybe some rock music, some you know just get the get the bass going in the room, get the boys fired up for the game. But if it's a practice day, I'm gonna play some country. Yeah, there seems to be a. Uh a big love for country within the WHL. You know, we always, whenever we talk to players, they always talk about how country is kind of like a staple of the pregame uh, uh, music in the locker room. Yeah, I think um, it's just kind of, it's just like a good chill kind of music to play, you know, after practice, before practice, just, you know, not uh, just try and be a little loose, just listen to some good music before a night's hard practice. I guess we'll end off with just uh, two more questions here. Uh, first off, um, what can teams or fan bases look forward to if they get the opportunity to uh, draft you in a couple months? I think I think the big one is this. You know, I I work hard all the time, and I'm gonna you know, do whatever it takes to help the team win. And I think that you know when I'm when I'm playing my best, you know, I give my chance a good or my team a good chance to win. And uh, one last thing, what is one thing that you're working on this summer so that you can, uh, you know, be in the conversation for best goaltender in the WHL next year? I think it's just, you know, it's, as you get older, everyone's getting stronger and faster. So I think the big thing for me is just getting stronger and, you know, getting quicker and getting more uh, explosiveness. Okay, well, uh, we'll let you go there. Thank you very much for uh, taking the time to talk to us today. Uh, and good luck in the NHL draft in, what, two months? Yeah, something like that. It's uh, it's creeping up pretty close, pretty fast here, so mm -hmm. I'm excited. Oh. Yeah, well, thank you uh, once again. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, and that was Tyler Brennan of the Prince George Cougars, uh, rated number one goaltender 
in the uh, NHL entry draft for 2022. So thank you to Tyler and thank you to the Prince George Cougars for uh, allowing us to interview him. We'll be bringing you more interviews as the summer goes on. And thank you once again for listening to this week's episode of the Third Line Podcast here on the Area 51 Sports Network. Make sure to head over to area51sportsnetwork.com to check out the variety of shows that we have here on the network. Whether you're a basketball fan, soccer fan, hockey fan, or are looking for some betting advice or into some esports, the network has it all on area51sportsnetwork.com. Also, make sure to check out some of our sponsors on the website, whether that be Dr. Squatch, uh, Soap Co., Monkey Knife Fight, Habson, Bet99.com, or High Stick Vodka. All of our sponsors are great. They help us, so make sure that you support them as well. Lastly, when you are on the Area51SportsNetwork.com page, make sure to head over to the WHL tab. Over on the WHL tab, you can read some of the newest articles from members of the Third Line podcast as well as other writers who are covering the WHL's BC division as well as the U.S. division. Thank you once again for listening, and we hope that you tune in again for another episode of the Third Line podcast.